It's the Mayakoba Golf Classic, the greatest PGA event right just south of Cancun, Mexico. Let's do this. What's up, friend? It's your favorite betting bartender, Anzo, and today we are talking about the Mayakoba Golf Classic, just like the RSM Classic. Not really going to dilly-dally around this stuff. Let's just get to the info that we get to on the videos as we do in the pods each week. Be going over five golfers that uh, kind of stick out in my model, one from each range, including my number one golfer. We'll get into the weather a little bit, a little bit about the course, and we'll show you we can get this information for free. So let's jump on over to the website right now. All the links are down below and you can use them to get the information that we offer for free here at the FS Tavern. Go to the homepage, click on PGA, boom, here you go. Mayakoba Golf Classic. Here's the stat model that you can use to get the information. What you're going to want to do is click in the upper right. That way it opens up for you as an easy to use format to look at on your phone, tablet, computer, whatever you are using. It makes it a lot easier to use than just using it off the web page. But let's jump into the weather before we get back to the players here. Uh, we're looking at Playa del Carmen in Mexico, just south of Cancun. Uh, it is raining, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That might push ahead and really come down to uh, tonight on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But it's looking like Wednesday evening it starts. And it really starts pouring down on Thursday and Friday with thunderstorms. So last year we had a delay of the first round. So maybe the same thing happens this year. What do you think? Do you think they uh, get the first round in after the first day or even half of it in? Because uh, I don't think so. I think we're looking at another delay just like we did last year. Unfortunately, hopefully it doesn't push into two days because it's not getting any better as far as this looks. As far as the wind, uh, nothing to worry about too much at this time. It's mostly the rain and the thunderstorms here at Mayakoba. When we look at the course of El Chameleon, we see that it's a par 71, just over 7,000 yards is from last time out here last year. Uh, if you, if your players bogey uh, some of these holes, it will not be good for them. Um, obviously, like hole number uh, seven, a par five, or hole number four, a par three. Some of these par threes are simple. Hole number eight, right? You don't want to bogey these holes, or you don't want your players to bogey them. Hole number 15, another par three, should be bogeyed. And hole number 13, a par five, that should be birdied, honestly, uh, before anything else. Like if you're not birding hole 13, there's a little bit of an issue there. But that's kind of what we wanted to look at here. The final hole is not so easy. Uh, I will say that. But some of those holes that I pointed out really can score well. So we're really going to ramp up that birdie a better percentage. We are going to see low scores. When we go to the past uh, year's performance, Brendan Todd won last year at 20 under. Three other golfers, Long, Ortiz, Taylor, they all finished at 19 under. Before that, uh, Kucher was uh, 22 under. So you can see here that... 20 to 22 under is going to be like a final score, depending on the weather, of course. But yeah, first round rained out last year. Uh, because of that, uh, they delayed it, and we're probably going to do the same thing this year. Well, let's go over one golfer from each category, uh, including my number one golfer, as always. I think one of the toughest things we're going to have to decide this week is 
whether or not we have to go up to the top in the 10k range we're dealing with five golfers up here if you join our discord chat you'll uh, see some of the info that our community is putting up. Uh, we've had someone that's made an optimizer. We've had someone that has taken all the past performance information and really diving into like who gets the top 20% of the finishes each time, different price ranges written in there. And those are all saved and pinned up for you to look at for each tournament so that you can use that information even more. Again, join the Discord. Uh, super simple. You just use the link down below through Patreon. Boom, it's in. It's only $2 a month. But just want to say that what it really brought out to me was, do I really want to draft one of these five players up top? That's JT, Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau, Daniel Berger, Harris, English. Um, now, I don't know what to do because these guys are going to have to finish somewhere in the top 10, get you about 110 points uh, you know, in that range, or at least 100, I would say. The winner's probably going to have, you know, 130. Uh, so we'll think about that. Probably two of these golfers get there. Uh, so it's got to be which one do you want to take. And I wrote down Justin Thomas at 11.4 and 50 on Yahoo. Man, uh, that's a bit pricey. I really, really don't know if I want to use him. But he's ranking 7th by model. And when you look at what he's done the past five tournaments he's been in, right? Fourth at the Masters. Second at Zozo. Twelfth at CJ Cup, which is... Okay, uh, limited field event. Eighth at the U.S. Open and second at the Tour Championship. I mean, the dude's on fire. Um, hasn't played here in a long time. I only go back to four years here. Uh, then I use, you know, the past four tournaments, past eight tournaments. And he's ranking really high on both of those. And he's first in the category, two of them, I should say, stroke differential versus field effort and birdie or better percentage. Birdie or better percentage, he's 28.47%. Like, who is number two? I kind of want to just check this out to see how far behind they are. And that would be Harry Higgs, who's 7,000 at 27.4, so a percentage less. I mean, JT's up there. Again, I don't want to spend too much time on him here. Uh, it's just, it's pricey. You're going to want him in the top three, top five, somewhere in that range to pay off. Uh, but I can say that about any of these guys. I, I know Harris English would be talked up about at 10-1. Could be a solid choice. Uh, so a lot of good golfers here. It's pretty Stronger field than we normally see at this event, probably because they're getting that like one of four years thing in there. But let's move on to my number one golfer, which uh, scares me. He's in a 9K range. We're dealing with seven golfers in this range. That's Corey Connors at a flat 9K, 31 on Yahoo. So I think Yahoo, he's kind of an easy play. 9,000 though on DK is like, okay, what does this guy got to do? He's coming off of three out of four top tens and these are no joke contests now he got 10th in the masters and followed up with a 10th at the rsm classic which is crazy because he didn't see that a lot happening for people that scored high or did well in the masters even want to play in the rsm and in that case get another top 10 so he's on fire right now and that's kind of why he's number one in my model again good at the zozo almost dead last the cj cup and then did really well at sanderson's farms I just don't know if he can win. He's number one in my model. Will he pay off? That is a question. Um, he has definitely done well here in the past four events. So this is something that I hand out to Discord also is the strokes gain total that I have uh, that I put up there for everybody. And when we go down to Corey Connors, we can see that he averages 1.86 strokes gain to the field. Uh, his standard deviation is four and a half, which isn't bad because uh, he can get up to like six, seven, eight there uh but over the last eight contests he's averaging 5.3 which is tops in that range other than russell henley or joaquin neiman and that's dealing with 
plus eight eight and point eight at the RSM, over eight at the Masters, over seven at the Zozo, so uh, and over seven at the Sanderson Farms. I mean, the guy's crushing it. I just worry about a little bit of a regression here, like he had the CJ Cup, but the field's nothing like that. So I do worry about a little bit of regression here, but it's still number one in my model. Uh, going to have to play him at least a little bit. Uh, he has horrible course history here, 75th in 2018. Missed the cut, not even by a little bit, but a lot in 2019. So what do you want to do? I don't know. He's not on my model. I always have a question with someone like that. There's a couple other guys that I like in the uh, the range here. The one thing that you have going on with Corey Connors, though, is that this is the last week for PGA Tour pros to end up in the top 50 in official world golf rankings, which solidifies them a spot into the next coming Masters because they take the top 50 in official world golf rankings at the end of the calendar year. Then they don't have to worry about solidifying a spot again, I should say. He is 54th, and he's going to need a really good finish to get in the top 50. Uh, another one that's right there in 49th is Ricky Fowler. So he's going to have to do well to make sure he maintains that spot. But can Corey Connors do enough to get in the top 50th spot to solidify an event into the next Masters? Be great if he could. He did well this past time around, so we'll see what happens. Next, we go down to the 8K range. We're dealing with 11 golfers here, and I think this is one of those ranges where you can kind of pick and choose your battles here. Uh, you can go with guys that have great form. You can have guys that have great course history like Grio. I mean, a lot of solid choices here. I'm going to like going to a guy that's probably going to be high-owned, um, that is coming off of a poor showing and doesn't do well here, but we know has been doing very well recently other than that rsm classic sebastian munoz ranking 29th 8500 33 on yahoo so he's not going to wow you with the stats yet we're using this year's stats now so uh horrible course four right other two times he's played here is in the last four and he's come with a pretty bad miscut two weeks ago at the rsm classic after before that he was just rolling 19th at the Masters, 14th at Zozo, 9th CJ Cup, 27th Shriner, 23rd Sanders. I mean, when we're dealing with 85 here, we really want like a top 20 to get those points. Uh, we want 85, 90, 95 points, somewhere in that range. Uh, we'd like to see a top 15. Uh, two eights here at the end of the last year, the Tour Championship and BMW. He really started wowing people at that point, and he finally slipped up. I think he bounces back and goes to what he was doing up until that point. And we look at him on here in the strokes gain. He really was gained like over five strokes to the field until he lost six to the RSM. I really don't think he loses that much. Uh, I think he does average or better. I'm hoping for better. I want him around that five, um, four or five range, if possible, over the average score of the field, uh, which would do very well. For Sebastian Munoz, and that's why I like him. Now, I'm going to throw in one other name for you on uh, Yahoo that sticks out like a, thor a sore thumb. That is Pat Desire at 8000 He's 21 on Yahoo. That's almost min price. For someone that's coming in with uh, three top 24s and one here in 2018, I know he didn't do great the last two times, but at 8K, we wanted to make the cut and do a little bit better than that. Uh he is on a much better form than he was, say, last year coming in uh, and what he was doing afterwards of this event. So Pat Desire, 21 on Yahoo, seems like a solid, solid choice. 
Not to mention, and I'll dive into the strokes gain total again one more time uh, here. When we go to Pat Gazire, 3.84. He has the highest strokes gain total out of all the AK range guys over the last eight events. So that's Pat Gazire for you. Someone worth looking at on Yahoo for sure. In the 7K range, we have 34 golfers. which was very typical here. We're dealing with 132 in the field, um, but someone that I don't talk about a lot and just someone that's been fired and he's ranking second in my mile, or third in my mile. I like the second guy in my mile too, but 7,400 min price on Yahoo, John Huh, right? He's top 24 in every single key stat that I have going on. His last missed cut at this event was last time he was out. But when we look at what he's doing, two top 20s and a 48th at the Houston Open, his last three times out. It had been a long time since last we saw him when he wasn't doing great. But when he's playing waste management and farmer's insurance and uh, the American Express, he was doing, you know, 40s. And at 7,400, that'll definitely pay off at that. And I think he does even better than that here. He's just an all-around good golfer that usually is stuck in a spot that you can't grab. Well, now here he is at 7,400, min price on Yahoo. Someone we can grab him, especially over some of these other golfers in this range. He's doing a lot better than some of these golfers in this range. Uh, Johnny Huh, again, he's top 25 in every single key stat at 7,400. Going to have to find ways to grab him and put him in in your lineups. I think there's a lot of value in this range. Him and Doug Gim, maybe Harry Higgs. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of players you can play here uh, that are definitely draftable. Uh, even uh, Bryce Garnett at 7K flat is another guy that's probably gonna get some ownership, but this low 7K range is definitely draftable. In the 6K range, we're dealing with 74, 75, 76 golfers, somewhere in that range. Uh, we are loving one player here, but I'll name two also in this range. And I'm going down in the range to Cameron Percy at 6,400 min price on Yahoo. He's first in my mixologist mix cocktail. Um, that means he is going to hit the greens and have a chance of putting and making it in. So he's a decent putter, good proximity, uh, and hit those greens. So uh, if he's going to get... Uh, 24th in birdie or better percentage here in this field. I think he's someone he can gravitate towards. He's 34th in my model. He missed the cut last week at the RSM, but that was after coming four straight made cuts uh, since his withdrawal at the Wyndham. If if he was rolling this well, then again, a hiccup last week. This is someone I want to come back towards and say he can't do as poorly as he did last week again this week. I don't see regression happen. I feel like that was a slip or a slip up, and he comes back and does a lot better. The other person that is the same exact way with horrible course history last time he played was Michael Gligic, also at 6,400 and min price on Yahoo. He was rolling with three top 37s in a row, missed a cut badly last week, uh, and kind of messed up some people. He'll be very low owned. I think it's someone that you can gravitate towards and put down here, and it saves you a lot of cap space. And then that way you can go to the guys that you want. You don't necessarily have to go all the way up to the top, but at least this will give you the chance to get the players that you want and the range that you want and leave money on the table. This definitely has a chance to be another weird event like the RSM Classic was. So look for the randomness to happen. I don't think any of those top guys actually win. I'm not saying they wouldn't do well, but I don't think JT Brooks, Finau, English win. So... I'm going to go to someone else that I think is going to win and go from there. 
Now, you can build how you like. You can still do well by drafting those players and see what happens as long as you have the right players elsewhere and if those guys get to like your 10x value. But that is the Mayakoba Golf Classic. Remember, reach us out on Twitter at the FS Tavern or join us in the Discord. Help support the show as well as get the extra information. Best of luck, not only in your DFS, but of course, everything else in life. Keep dancing that music. Cheers.